Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside, including the frozen tundra of Florida. This is Alex, co-host Unattended Baggage, along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian Shulish, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Stadium and Justice Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, local chapter 151, Wiley! How are you, sir? I'm good, man, and uh, I, I'm loving this weather. Are you kidding me? It's the frozen fucking tundra it, outside, it, it's man. It's like 53 degrees man, outside, it is dude. like it is negative not 30. Even, it's, it's in the realm of slightly chilly. You know what? There are people, homeless people are frozen in the woods right now. <laughs> That's quite, frozen solid. literally quite impossible because the temperature has not dipped below, even approach 32 degrees. Uh, it's like, a, it, we're, we're I think in, tonight it's supposed to get dude, in the high 30s. we are 30s. in act, Antarctica right now. Dude, you know, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, you were born and, and partially raised in Iowa. Yeah. You know, when'd you move here? When I was eight. Right. So you should have at least a little bit of acclimation to cold weather, right? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm because feeling. in Iowa right now, it's probably like eight below. Ooh. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, and I'm probably not exaggerating that. No, yeah. it's probably pretty yeah. cold in Iowa. So I, I don't get how all you friggin' Yankees come down and are like well, in parkas. It, it's, you know. My, my wife talks about turning the heat on when it gets like below 70. You know? Well, she's mean, a smart woman. I, I mean, it's like room temperature is like 68. How How is that even possible? Yeah. And she's from the Chicago area. Home of the Bears. What is up with all you Yankees coming down here and your blood getting thin? You know, I'm a third generation native Floridian, and like this is awesome to me. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm literally barefoot. I know. That's why I said that. Yeah. Well, I'm always barefoot, but you know. You weren't barefoot last week, though. Uh, no, but you know, it was, uh, my feet were kind of hot. So you wore shoes last week. I did wear shoes last week. Well, I made the mistake of, uh, wearing my, uh, furry slipper shoes. I got a pair of slipper shoes and you know, they're like slippers and they're furry on the inside, but yeah. they've got a rubber sole on the bottom so yeah. you can wear them as shoes. So I wore those today and I'm driving down the road on the way to the studio and it's like, I'm smelling something really funky. <laughs> and it was the shoes. And I realized it was those damn. Yeah. Wearing, uh, wear, with your feet sweating in furry shoes all the time. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's a rep- recipe for some stank, man. So I left those in the truck. I got you. Which I probably shouldn't have done now that I think about it. Yeah, because now they're just going to be all up, stinky in the yeah, trunk. I'm going to open up that truck You know, between the first and the second and hour, what you ought to do is take those shoes and put them in the, in the bed. In the bed, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then they'll probably fly out down the highway, you know, and... Well, so, worse things could happen. Could be like biological, or they'll warfare. just jump up themselves, probably because they're living at this point. But. It could. And well, and the raccoons we got going on uh, right over there uh, could come over and snatch them up because they probably smell tasty to them. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's true. So you that's never know. Point. So uh, that's a good point, my friend. Yeah, what's uh, what's going on in your world, my friend? Well, let's start with. Um, well, we're going to start with this one. Is that how does Adrian sit down with a horseshoe stuck directly up his ass? <laughs> okay, first of all, and what uh, what Alex is talking about is I cleaned everyone out at the poker game yes, uh, this past weekend. Uh, took all their money. 
left him completely. I actually wouldn't leave the table until you either got it all or I got my money back. I, I, I just same with Bill. I took all his money, too. Yeah. yeah. But uh, even though I did have some good run of cards, I just outplayed you most of the time. You're fucking... Hold on. No, 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 no. You just... I literally would have four aces, and you would flop oh, that, the fucking fifth ace, motherfucker. <laughs> like, I literally well, okay. would have hands, and you, like, oh, the okay. only that, hand that would beat you. That was the one hand that I bad beat you. There was only one hand. No, where, they were all. I, here's the thing. <laughs> Look, that's that's what bad card players always say. No, you know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> they I, always blame luck. No, no. This one was totally luck, and, t- you, and you know it. No, I just. And I, you know, you said it as much. Uh, I was just trying to make you feel better. Oh, you're fucking. I was full actually of shit. feeling guilty having walked out there with all both your money. <laughs> oh, you just you you, <laughs> you had know? such a good run though. I, I I did have a good run of cards. There's no doubt about it. But I would say that at least half of those hands that I won was just pure out playing. You. No, that's not true. Oh my god. Yeah, I I I was bluffing the shit out of you. I was slow playing my my nuts. You know, it, it just. I outplayed you. Just, it just it fess up. No, that, no, that you were no, outplayed. No, no, and that's you the, had a good run. That's the second time I've outplayed you and taken all your money. Yeah, well, I've outplayed <laughs> you at times as well, and I'm gonna. Uh, oh, really? I'm can, gonna get can, you on the. Yeah. When, 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 when did you outplay me? I, I don't recall any time where you've actually uh, ever beat me in poker. Yeah, I do. It was actually down in your neck of the woods. No, I don't yeah, recall that. No, 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 no I, I, do. I don't remember that. All right. Anyway, let's <laughs> yeah, move on. I think you're making that. No, up. I'm not. But now, not only did it, well, the Bucks blew it as well. I know we wanted to bring that up initially. I, I didn't really want to bring that up, but you know, why not? It's a fresh wound, man. You know, oh, is it's it? It's still a little tender. Yeah. Well, hold yeah. on. Now, from my understanding, because I didn't watch the game, but from my understanding of talking right. to Ray, why are you Ray, talking sports? Eh, just because you know, right? But hold on. But from my understanding of talking to Ray, is that they were out multiple linemen, multiple receivers. Yeah. yeah. That it was just really like Brady, and that was it. it that's really the case. And I, they came back to tie it. If if we were at full strength, I think we would have won that game. But the Rams are a great team. But it, basically, you know, we had Tristan Wirfs, our, our just all-star, all-pro right tackle. He was out. Uh, Ryan Jensen, our center, he was all banged up. We had no Chris Godwin. Uh, you know, we know about Antonio Brown and yeah. his antics, so he was gone. So we were down to, you know, playing a lot of second and third string players. And on the our, our offensive line, you know, Brady was getting pressured. He was getting hurried. He got sacked three times, I think. Uh, so, you know, we, we really were up against it. But in the end, it was the, the defense that couldn't stop the Rams in the final few seconds of the game and let them drive down the field and two players and kick field goal. So, uh, but yeah, we were down, I want to say we were down uh, like uh, 24 points at the half. Yeah. And uh, we came back to tie it up. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, they tied it up at 27. The funny thing is, so as I was driving around, because I was doing, like, Uber Eats and stuff, as I was driving around, I would keep asking what the score of the game was, and i keep getting right. the score. Yeah. And my first thought was, like, when I saw it in the fourth quarter and I saw that they scored, right. I was like, wow, you know, Brady could probably bring this thing back. Yeah. And then yeah. And he I did. get home, I get home, and I, I don't remember who somebody told me that they tied it up. Right. Oh, it was, I was on a call, and they said they tied it up. As soon as I turn the TV on, I'm like, let's turn the TV on and look at it. As soon as I turn it on, they drive and they fucking score. Yeah. I'm like, ah, right, shouldn't right. even have turned well, the TV on. It was a very exciting game. All the games this, this past weekend were phenomenal. They seemed like they I were I mean, really just exciting. everything was a real battle to the end. It was a it was a very great I mean, some went into overtime, but most of them were, you know, right last scores at the end. They caused the, you know, yeah. one way or the other. But unfortunately, there will be no trophy toss in Tampa this year. Ah, yeah, so sad. So, at least we got Gasparilla to fall back on. Today is the Gasparilla pirate invasion. Oh, there you go. And for those of you non-tampons, 
uh, which is what people from Tampa are actually called, which is horrendous. <laughs> They're actually called tampons. Yeah, technically, yeah, we're we're you know well I you know we're from the other side of the bay, so we're not tampons. You're but just tampon adjacent. We're tampon adjacent. Yeah. Yeah, okay. we're we're uh, Tampon Bay, I guess. Yeah. All right, there you go. But uh, yeah, so uh, Gasparilla, the pirate invasion. Jose Gaspar is uh, probably about to storm the city as we speak right now. There you go. So yeah, have you been to Gasparilla in a while? <sighs> no, no. Oh god, I I haven't been in a, in several years, but I really want to get back there. It's such a wild party, isn't? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's well, you've been right? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know. We'll go next year. Yeah. Let's go together. That was... Uh, we'll go together with assless chaps on. Yeah, it, why? No. <laughs> no, dude. Assless. Why, dude? Why you always got to take it to, a, like, that level? Why you always got to go there? You know, that Why is... Why are you judging me? I, I'm totally judging you. Um, that was actually the first place that my kids ever saw boobies. Oh! Was it Gasparilla? Nice. So it, it holds a special place in my heart. I like boobies. <laughs> yeah. I do like boobies. <laughs> we were out on the... On the river, and of course, you know, all the women were flashing for beads, and they were like, uh, and you know, most of them were uh, forty plus and and kind of uh, gravitationally challenged. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but they're still boobies. Though. But they're still boobies. But boobies the, are like pizza; like the, it's always good. The kids were actually not that impressed, uh, being you know, in the 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 prepubescent range, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and borderline pubescent range. They were like excited to see boobies, but like uh, maybe not those boobies. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can understand that age. Yeah. You're probably looking for a little more. Uh, yeah, you know. So now I'll take it, what it, I can get now. It, man, it, hotel, it. yeah, you know, saggers. That's okay. I don't you know, shit. It, 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 they're fun to bounce golf ball around or with. in a, in a yeah. tube sock. I'm good with that. I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> All right. So what do you got? This Jeff Goldblum returns thing. Oh, what the hell is this? <laughs> well, remember I told you a couple weeks ago. Uh, probably the, not. The the guy at uh, you know a new guy at, at one of my clients. Uh, he's uh, um, an Asian guy, and the first time I meet him, he says, "I look like Jeff Goldblum." Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, right, right, right. So I, I uh, this past week, I, I see the guy again, and I walk in his office, and he's like, "Hey, Jeff Goldblum," <laughs> and, I'm thinking, and I thought it was funny, but I can't figure out whether this guy is just busting my chops. Or if, uh, you know, because he's Asian, if all white people look the same, and he, he actually thinks I look like Jeff Goldblum, which any rational, reasonable, objective person would not think I look like Jeff Goldblum. Well, unless you do think that all white people look alike. Exactly, exactly. But I, I think he's probably just busting my chops. So my immediate thought in my head was, I was going to say, hey, Jackie Chan, what's up? But I stopped myself. <laughs> you should have. I should have, you, you know? Should've. Well, I've made the decision I'm going to do it next time. But here's the thing. If this guy actually gets offended by that, you know, it's going to be like, okay, screw you, dude, you know. But if this guy takes it in stride and laughs, we're going to be friends. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's kind of how <laughs> I really wish we could be more like that in the 20th century or the 21st century. Yeah. You know, just just make light of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Recognize yeah. we have some differences, but it doesn't matter. And that's, uh, you know, the, the way I really think we should be. But I stopped myself from doing that. Which I, I honestly think he probably would have laughed at and appreciated, yes. you know, or he may not have, because that's the thing. We have that fear of not only because the whole scenario kind of played out in my head. Well, he might take offense to that. I mean, shit, it, you know, might go up the chain of command, might somebody might in, in, in HR might take it. You know what I'm saying? It's that whole yeah. thing that you think about. Yeah, but and you really shouldn't. Yeah, but you know? he, he keeps calling you that, so like you can give him a nickname back. I, well, that's what I'm thinking. So next time I, I he calls me Jeff Goldblum, he's definitely Jackie Chan from this yeah. point forward. But my point is, is or Jet Li, 
Hmm? Or Jet Li. I'm going with Jackie Chan. That's a little more comedic. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but uh, you know, the, the the whole thing is is how we we become so hypersensitive to that. That well, it, everything's it, racist now. Yeah. You're just looking for it to be racist. Right, right. And it, it makes it, it, it actually makes it that much harder for people to come together. Well, it also makes it that much harder for us to actually identify when racism happens. Right, right. Because if everything's racist, then nothing's racist. Yeah, exactly. And and we, we've actually got uh, some pretty good example uh, yeah, of that. Yeah, you know what? I'm so conflicted on this story, right, by the way. Right, right. Exactly. And, uh, and did you listen to the video? Yeah. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. So back, I also read the backstory too. Backstory on this is uh, this guy and his kid, uh, and he's a Merrill Lynch uh, financial advisor, banker, you know, type of guy. He got, yeah. a, got a great job. Um, and his kid, who has a peanut allergy, yeah, go into a smoothie shop. Okay, and they order, and they, they order something that should not have peanuts in it in any way. Yeah. The son is given a smoothie with peanut butter in it. Yeah. And of course he has a severe reaction. Uh you know, they he you know had to have EpiPen, they're going to take him to the hospital, all this stuff. So the dad comes back and he's pissed. Fucking pissed. Right. So let's let's just go ahead and, and play the video here and and then we can we can follow up on that so everyone has a background. All right, here we go. Let's see here. Hopefully we can get it without a doubt. There we go. Please don't yell at us. Yeah. Video TV. You have no room to yell at us. I want to speak to the fucking person who made this drink. Is that you? No, well, it wasn't. We don't know me. who made it. So. You don't know who made it? There's four of us here, so we honestly don't know. Fucking stupid, fucking ignorant high school kids. Okay, bye. I want to speak to the fucking. Bye. Manager. Okay, you can call corporate whatever you want. Goodbye. Jump stuff. Fucking kid. No, I don't care. Give it to me right now. What? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, he just threw a, a smoothie at I one of the girls the in a paper cup. Yeah. Which he shouldn't have done. No. I want the fucking telephone. Get the fuck out. I want the telephone. Shut the fuck up. Okay, and there's two other girls in the back. What? Get the fuck out! Get the fuck out! Get the fuck out! You're going to jail! You're going to jail, you racist piece of shit! Bro, call the police now. Okay, I'm, I'm going to stop it there because uh, basically it, it uh, basically it de-escalates from that point. Okay. Well, I mean, right. Okay, so that he's was, trying to get the phone at that point. Right, well, he's trying to call corporate because no, 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 no. He he's trying to call corporate. That's true, but he's also trying to get that phone, the one that's recording right now. I, I I'm not sure because he was saying, "Give me the phone number to corporate. Give me the phone. I'm I'm going to call corporate." Yeah. Okay. Um. So it's it's unclear whether he was trying to get the the yeah, phone yeah, yeah, that yeah. was recording, but the point in this, and I want to read some of the headlines, which first of all. Why is this? Why are we talking about this one? You know, just some asshole, a bunch of assholes in a, a smoothie shop, right? As far as I'm concerned. Well, here's the thing, because you only see it at a certain point, right? So I don't know how it began with the guy talking to the people. Well, he he wanted to know who made the smoothie. Well, yeah, yeah, but how did right. you start it though? Like, oh right, we don't know video, what happened prior. To yeah, that. It, it, what it happened started earlier after the there video. was already. Did he some... come in and was nice, calm, cool, and collected, and they were dicks, and then he fucking became a yeah, dick? Yeah, we don't know that. We part. don't know that part. Yeah, but here's here's what I want to to say. I want to read you some of the headlines that 
accompanied this video. Okay, and by the way, uh, he was actually arrested um, and was fired from Merrill Lynch. Yeah, for this. Okay, which you know, look, he was completely out of line. There's no doubt about it. But here are some of the headlines that reported on this incident. Yeah. Okay, quote, man arrested after alleged racist tirade over smoothie. That's CBS. Uh, Next one, Merrill Lynch advisor fired over racist tirade against smoothie shop employee. New York Post. Remorseful Merrill Lynch banker who was arrested and fired for racist drink-throwing tirade at smoothie store worker. Daily Mail. Connecticut man arrested after racist tirade over smoothie, NBC. Connecticut man arrested, fired for racist comments made at smoothie shop employee during angry tirade, People Magazine. Father charged and fired from Merrill Lynch after racist smoothie shop tirade posted on TikTok, ABC. Every single one of those uh, had two words in it. Tirade, which I think tirade is appropriate. Yeah, yeah. The other one is racist. Okay. Now, he made one comment. He called the girl at one point an immigrant loser. Okay. Now, the the girls uh, in this video appeared to be of Latina heritage. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, it was kind of a, you know, a, a gray area. I, I, I think they were probably all Latinas. Maybe. But they also seemed very, you know, they didn't seem like recent immigrants by any means. No. They, they seemed definitely uh, American. Um, but a recent immigrant would have put peanut butter in it. <laughs> right. They would have done a better job. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess how you know they weren't immigrants, but actually. But the, the, the point is, is, first of all, this was a, a non-event. Okay, there's just some bullshit in a smoothie shop. But it made headlines all over the fucking world, and all the headlines said racist. And the only thing in this that the guy said was immigrant loser, and nothing else was even remotely racist. Now, how does that become racist and in such a way that it makes the banner headline of these stories? Now, (laughs) to me... That is just, it's like you're looking for something. Well, no, no, and that's And the funny true. thing was, is that was the point that it escalated the most because the girls in the back initially, there were three girls in there, and the one was like, you know, fuck you, fuck you, yeah. right? So they were going back and forth, but the other two in the back were trying to calm things down and all that. But as soon as he said that, the other two girls flew off the handle and came running out of the back. Yeah. So that was such a trigger point to them. Now, he had called, and again, this guy was totally out of line. Totally out of line. You know, I don't know if he deserved to get arrested, but he probably did. He threw a a smoothie at someone, you know. I mean, that's. Right, in the grand scheme of things, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, that is an assault, though, I think, right? Yeah, technically. Um, And And he waited until their back was turned, too. Like, he didn't even do it facing. No, he threw it directly at her, didn't he? Yeah, he he threw threw it directly at her, but she wasn't looking at it at the time. I think she was, They turned and walked away, and that's when he threw it. Oh, okay. Well, regardless, the point is, is this the whole thing of this story became the racist angle? Yeah. You know? And to me, it's like, why was... Why was this why a story? wasn't the boy mentioned that almost died? By the way, right. That's right. the other thing. Well, I didn't it was. Get. It was. No, no, no. In the in the headline of the article, none of that's mentioned. Right. Right. You don't know why he's upset. Right. Like here's the thing: if you have a kid that has a severe peanut allergy, right, right, and you tell those people not to make something with fucking well, peanuts see in that it, we don't know either. But, but that's what if, he said. If you order something 
with that you expect not to have peanuts in it, then you should be, you know, yeah, presume that it's and not going to have peanuts. And I think he did it. say it. Yeah, I don't know about but that. But we don't we you're right. We don't know either though. But the, the the point of this is the way that this was presented to the world was racism, racism, racism. Yeah. And that's Which kinda, is the point though. And and he had called these people a whole bunch of really horrible things before that, fucking idiots, useless, you know, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But the one thing that drove everybody out of their minds immigrant loser. was immigrant loser. It wasn't yeah. even like you didn't even say like a der- it wasn't even a derogatory like like nickname it was just like right immigrant loser like, right you know I, I here's the thing i don't look the guy but was that pissed. was enough to turn it all yeah. into this huge yeah. racist thing yeah the guy was pissed the guy right. was an asshole he shouldn't have done what he totally. did but right. i don't really put it in the category of being racist though. right right and it makes me and the, I, I will say this look i think the dude should have got arrested for that right and i think after the video was aired that the girl should also be fired Oh yeah, I think without question. Yeah, like so. you've lost, you lost all your cool. Right, you didn't try to de-escalate. You tried to make it worse. Never, never heard you anyone thought, attempt to apologize. Yeah, yeah. or anything like that. Now again, so. we weren't, we didn't hear all the stuff in the beginning of it either. So I right. don't know. Maybe that they were doing that, it's and possible. he wasn't taking that for an answer. It's possible. Yeah, but based off of the video, the girl now not all the girls, but one of the girls should also be fired. Right. Right. Here's the thing in the world that we live in today is everybody is so ready for confrontation over a presumed slight, not not only the slight, but the presumed intention of the other party. We're we're constantly making snap judgments about other people all the time. And it's funny because everyone was making snap judgments here like he, you know, made the immigrant comment. Which was uncalled for, but everything he was saying was but uncalled that was, for. But it was later on in the conversation, too, right. though. But by the same token, their reaction to, to it shows that they were expecting him to be a racist. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And it, it's like, and, and this kind of goes back to, to the whole thing I was talking about before. If we could just make the assumption that the other person is on an equal footing and with an equal mindset as us, and I think we used to do that more. Now we automatically make the assumptions that everybody is opposition to us. You mm. see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it falls along every line. It falls along racial lines. It falls along economic lines. It falls along um, you know, uh, political lines. All across the board, it seems like everybody's looking for a fight with everyone. Well, and everybody wants to bring race into it right away. Right. Which is it goes into the next story that we or, have. Or, or, you know, politics or something, you know. Yeah. Everybody wants to make that assumption that somebody is on the other, the opposing side of them because we have so many sides these days. Yeah. Yeah. So, but this goes into the next story, though. So, uh, Stephen Breyer, who's one of the Supreme Court justices, uh, who was either forced out or whatever. Oh, hang on a second. This dude was in his in his 80s. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, well, he is still in his 80s. He's not dead yet. Well, no, he's not. He's, he's retiring. He's like 84 or something. Yeah. I, 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 no, I think 88 actually. But oh, is that old? Okay. I, he's pretty well, fucking he's old. pretty fucking old. And, uh, you know, the, the Democrats are seeing the writing on the wall. Uh, they're seeing that, uh, you know, uh, they're probably not going to win the midterms. So they're probably not going to have a majority in the Senate. 
uh, come 2022. Yeah, which makes it a lot harder to get yeah. a Supreme Court pick through. Exactly. So there, there, I'm sure there was a lot of pressure on Breyer to uh, to go ahead and retire now so that Biden could yeah. fill the vacancy. There were signs, like they have trucks, advertising trucks with signs telling them to retire. <laughs> right. Like there was a lot going on yeah. there. And this happens all the time. I mean, they're doing the same thing with RBG. Yeah, yeah. You know? So not uh, as much with RBG because she uh, was a woman. Though. Yeah, but they were still doing it. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot of people saying there she was a needs little to more step underground down. and yeah. stuff like that. Right. So what happens is he decides that he's going to do this and Biden comes out and says, I'm just going to nominate a black woman. Right. Right. Now, the problem is. He didn't need to say it, but he did. He campaigned on that. Yeah, but he here's the thing. You're supposed to go after the person that's the most qualified for the job. Right. Now. I think that there are black women out there that are supreme that are that are in courts that are judges right. that you can make the case that they are the best person for that position. I concur. Yeah. But I, when you say I'm just going to look at a black woman, right. At that point it makes it racist. It totally does. It totally does. And and I get I understand the the opposing argument is that well, you know, for generations, um, you know, a black woman would not be considered Okay, uh, so now to to try to right that wrong, we're only considering black women, and uh, the next Supreme Court uh, justice will be a black woman if Biden gets his pick, because he's only looking at black women. But from my perspective, that seems to be just as racist as anything else, and condescending towards black yes, women. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, look, it, he could have just picked a black woman and gone with it. Right. Exactly. But exactly. he didn't. He had to virtue signal on it. He right. had to put it out there. Right. And that was the point of it. Right. Which here's the thing: if you're, bl- I mean, maybe look, maybe look, I'm not black, so I don't know. Right. But if you are black, I don't understand how you don't take offense to that. I don't either. Yeah. Like, I, that's I, I offensive. Mean, seriously. Yeah. Like okay, they're picking what you know. Well, it's so important for them to pick. Why? Right. Like here's the thing: just right. find somebody qualified. It would. It would probably because be from my perspective, like. If if a, a a pro football team in the NFL draft say we desperately need a linebacker, but we're only looking at white guys, that would be racist. That would be racist. You know, <laughs> I mean, we would call it out as such because yes. it deserves to be called out as such. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't do that. Pick, well, and pick I, the best. Now here's player. the thing, though. Now here's the thing, though. It isn't just about race for the Democrats either, and the reason why is this: the Republicans put forward a black woman when Bush was running or when Bush was in office. He put a black woman up for Supreme Court, and they filibustered it. Right, exactly. The Republicans also put up Clarence Thomas and won that one through, right. and all the Democrats voted against Clarence oh Thomas. Oh, my God. Remember that so, he- those hearings? Yeah. You know, they brought out, I forget her Anita name. Anita Hill. Anita Hill, right. Anita Hill. And, like, they tried to accuse him of sexual harassment, and it, it actually centered around there was a Coca-Cola can, and in... Uh, Anita Hill's presence, Clarence Thomas saw a hair on top of the Coca-Cola can and said, oh, that looks like a pubic hair. And that was literally how they tried to get him accused of sexual harassment and yeah. keep him off the Supreme Court. So there, right there, is your your Democrats on it. So, yeah. you know, and again, look, <laughs> the, the Republicans, I'm sure, will try to filibuster this. You know, if they can get away with it. If they can get away with it. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to be able to get away with it, though. Yeah. Well, it's only simple majorities for Supreme Court picks now. Right. And you got, uh, it's 50-50. Because Harry Reid, right 50-50 with Harris being the deciding vote. Right. So you know how that's going to so be. So they don't have any, yeah. room, they don't have any mo- room to maneuver. Right. But there are some people they can pick that Republicans have already voted yes on. Right. And yeah. so if they pick one of those women who 
they've already voted yes on, then they're going to be able to make it through here. Right. And I and I got to tell you, I think they're going to end up picking someone that they're going to be able to get some votes from Republicans on in order to make sure they get this thing passed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure that'll happen. Yeah. So. Biden's not a stupid son of a bitch. No, absolutely brilliant, man. Brilliant, man. <laughs> so I don't know if you heard about this one or not. But yeah, I oh, you did. I did hear. So about he was that. at. A, so Biden I, I was put it doing in the a, show notes. Dude. Oh, dude was. Yeah. So Biden's doing a press conference, and in the press conference, five D chess, man, with Biden. Oh, at least yeah, six Trump, D chess. Trump, Trump was four D chess, but Biden is five D. At chess, least five D. Got to be. So Steve Ducey, no, not Steve Ducey. Whatever the, the Ducey, Ducey guy. dude. Yeah. So he asks a question: Is inflation going to realize. be a? Um, is inflation going to be an uh, 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 an advantage or a disadvantage or a liability for the 2022 election cycle? Yeah. <laughs> Which, here's the thing. Clearly. I will say this. The question itself was, like, it was a very self-evident question. Like, no shit, it's going to be a fucking problem. Right. So, But by the same token, uh, Biden doesn't want to hear that. Well, no, but the thing is, is Biden was like, because people, because the, it was a, a, a like a forum, so he's around a big, a, a real big table, and there's, you know, business leaders or whatever around the table, too. Right. And they were asking questions about Ukraine. The media that was around was asking questions about Ukraine. And then Biden kind of chided them for like, well, why don't you ask questions about what's going on? Right. And so Ducey does. Yeah. So he asked him to switch gears, and, and Ducey does. He hits him up with a different question. And just to set the scene. Uh, Biden is sitting at a table with a microphone in front of him. Okay, clearly directly in front directly of him. in front of him. All right, so uh, let's just play the clip. I didn't realize how restrictive some of this was, how restrictive some of this was. But you're going to make a difference in ordinary people's lives. Ordinary people's lives are going to make a difference. So anyway, Brian, the floor is yours. The only reason I don't like doing this is you never report on why I've called a meeting. And this is really important. I had a very, very, very good meeting, total unanimity with all the European leaders. We'll talk about it later. Thank you. Thank you. That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. He's he's literally sitting directly in front of the mic. <laughs> Saying it. Saying it. Into the microphone. Yeah. It's like so the the media tried to play this as well, it, it was a hot mic moment. Like he didn't realize the mic was hot. It's like, he was just done talking. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's like a press conference scenario, and he's sitting in front of a microphone. How do you not know that the mic is hot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he hasn't got up to leave and come back to the podium or anything like that. Yeah. You know, he's sitting there looking at the people. <laughs> Listen, if you had a problem with the way Trump talked to reporters. Right. I, I don't necessarily disagree with you on the way that Trump did that. Right. But have some fucking consistency and have a problem with the way Biden just talked to a reporter. Well, here's the thing is uh, early in his administration, he said he would fire anyone that was disrespectful to reporters. 
Yeah, and that was disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it, there are people in the stupid. media that were actually defending him and saying that you know it was Ducey that was in the wrong. Which, I, like, I don't get. I don't even well, understand how you can't be mad at Biden for the comment. Uh, essentially, they were talking about Ukraine and talking about the meeting with the European leaders, and uh, Biden says, uh, "Well, let, let's talk about something else. We'll talk about that later. Let's talk about something yeah. else." So, uh, you know, Ducey brings up inflation, <laughs> and. Uh, and he goes, yeah, inflation is an asset. Yeah. What, what a stupid son More of a inflation. bitch. More <laughs> inflation. Yeah, right. Like, the thing, here's the thing, though. What I'm really getting sick and tired of is this, guys like Biden who will, they'll talk about unity and being together and all this other stuff, when this is how they act. Now, don't get me wrong. Both sides do it. I'm not saying that one side doesn't oh, no, and the other no. side does. Because I have another story here that the governor of, I'm trying to figure out what state it was. West Virginia. West Virginia. Tells Bette Midler to kiss his dog's hiney. And Wait. shows the fucking dog's hiney. Brought his dog with him. And then has got the dog face down, ass up, on the fucking stage. Showing his fucking ass. Literally. Yeah. Which uh, had to be humiliating for the dog. Yeah. yeah. I feel bad for the dog. But, like, and if you look at the woman, there's a woman in the background that's pointing and laughing. Well, like, yeah, it's funny. I mean, look, I mean <laughs> here's the thing. It's funny. Yeah. But you're you're a goddamn governor. Like <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Like why do you think this is appropriate? It's not appropriate. Oh, it's awesome. It is totally inappropriate. It's awesome. We need more of it's this kind of thing. It's fucking rude is what it is. Oh, you and your rudeness, And that man. guy should be fucking throwing the fuck out of office just like Biden should be fucking Are you kidding me, man? This is this sort of thing needs to happen more. In American politics, oh, it's well. I think this is only the beginning. But. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's it's the the beginning of the end of civilization, which yeah. is a wonderful thing. I mean, you know? it, obviously, it is. I mean, when you got, I mean, it depends on who the next president is going to be on which way we're going to go on this one. Though, no, but. it doesn't. Well, no, no, no. It, how far fast we go? Like, if it's are we picking the rock next time? You know, is Trump <laughs> making a return visit? You know, which one are we going to go with here? Right, right. So. But I did want to get to this next story, though. Okay. Because this next story is just... If you want to look at why government fucking sucks, I just can't come up with a better story than this one. Okay. Michigan woman charged with caring for wildlife without permit. Animals killed by state officials. Right. So this woman in Michigan was taking care of... Um, uh, I think it was llamas. Well, it, no, it was it was six different animals, um, and uh, I think they, they it was a variety. Um, let's see, uh, it was a refuge to goats, chickens, alpacas, donkeys, horses, and other wild animals. Yeah, okay, alpaca. That's what it was. Yeah, alpaca. So she's been taking care of these animals without a permit, obviously. Right. And the government takes the animals and then kills them. Okay, one of them was Sassy, which was a half-blind raccoon with Down syndrome. Okay, and Poe, a one-legged crow, uh, a child had brought in. Okay, so not only is the the government uh, killing these animals, they're uh, basically uh, committing they're killing retarded animals, youth, euthanasia. You know, uh, they are you know going after uh, the disabled. 
you know? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a, a Nazi theme right there. I guess these animals uh, don't deserve to live because they're not, uh, you know, uh, pure uh, raccoonian or pure uh, crowian. Or alpacian. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, here's the thing, man. Like, how how can you be, like, think about the evil that is the government official that actually killed these animals. Right. Because it's evil. I, there's no getting around that. That's just fucking evil. And to well, take him away how, from a woman because she didn't get the fucking permit? Now, how did they do it? Did they just send cops over and, and the cops shot him like they normally do dogs? You know, like, that raccoon was coming right at me. No, they didn't really. I, <laughs> I, didn't, right I don't me. know exactly how they killed him. They just killed him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't it wasn't one of those things where they shot him right on the site, I don't no, think, though. No, no. But at the same time, though, like, what the fuck are you thinking? Right. Like, here's the thing. All she didn't have was a fucking permit. Like, okay, I don't even agree with you having to have a permit to begin with. But let's just say for the fact that I agreed that you needed to have a permit. Right. Then why don't you just give her the time to get a permit and well, not kill the fucking the thing. animals? Now, in, in defense of the government on this. Um, there is no defense for the no, government. No, hang on. There, there is. And I, I want to quote, uh, you know, the government official on this. Uh, quote, we put out press releases every spring saying, do not pick up wildlife, do not keep wildlife, do not take wildlife out of the wild. It's illegal and it's not good for wildlife. Most of the time, it's almost a death sentence for these animals because a lot of them can't be re-released after they are raised and taken by humans. So the only solution uh, to prevent people from this death sentence of animals is to kill them. Of course, you know. I mean, here was that this is person. The most fucking twisted ass fucking logic that you've ever here heard was this in your life. Person that was willing to care for uh, these animals, you know, and presumably keep them for their entire lives. You know, yeah, they're going to live a good life for the rest and, of their life because so somebody's going to take care of them. The justification is that that uh, you know, uh, domesticating these animals uh, is going to eventually kill them if they're re released in the wild. So we're just going to go ahead and kill them now. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it's just really uh, that's your just yeah again government. It's just man. fucking evil, man. It's just it, it, there's just no getting around it. It's just need a fucking permit. Evil permit, you know. And remember, all a permit is is government per permission to, to do something that would otherwise be illegal. Yeah, yeah. So it would otherwise be illegal for this woman to take care of animals. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, it's just absolute insanity. Well, look, and in another in another episode of absolute fucking insanity here, want to know about the battle over Wisconsin healthcare workers now playing out in court. So there's this battle. A group of former uh, Theta Care employees will will be allowed to start their new jobs at and uh, send in Northeast Wisconsin Ascension. after a judge's ruling on Monday. So there was a restraining order against these employees because they were leaving one place and going to another and the restraining order was to make them stay working at the first place. Right. So, Thedicare requested Thursday that McGinnis temporarily block seven of its employees who had applied for and accepted jobs at Ascension from beginning work there on Monday until the healthcare system could find replacements for them. So, who are these healthcare workers? The employees are part of an 11 member intervention radiology and cardiovascular team, which can perform pr procedures to stop bleeding in targeted areas during a traumatic injury or restore blood flow to the brain in the case of a stroke. Each of them were employed at will, meaning that they were not under an obligation to stay at Theta Care for a certain amount of time. McGinnis granted Theta Care's request for their straining order and held an initial hearing Friday morning. McGinnis told lawyers for both health systems they should try to work out a temporary agreement by the end of the day on Friday about the employee status until Monday's hearing. Otherwise, he said, under the 
prohib uh, under the order prohibiting them from working uh, at work at Ascension could be final until a further ruling was made. This meant that seven healthcare workers would not be working at either hospital on Monday. Like they're at work employee, they're they're at will employees, right? So they they weren't allowed to keep them. But again, because of government, right? Like the, I mean, don't get me wrong. At least at the end of the day, it ended up working out. But like, why do you think that you would be allowed to do that? Well, th- that's the new mindset: is that the healthcare industry as a whole is really a function of government and uh, you know the the recent uh, supreme court ruling that healthcare workers can be forced to be vaccinated uh you know the, the biden's mandate which was upheld by the supreme court yeah goes to show that yeah this is now uh a particular sector of industry that is is no longer part of the free market and it, it's been going that direction for a very long time but essentially um you know, it's from the employee's perspective, it's it's a, a, a form of slavery because they literally have ruled that they have control over the choices you make for your own body. Yeah. For your own health. Um, and now they have uh, apparently, according to at least this one Wisconsin ruling, a temporary injunction and restraining order um, or not restraining order, but uh, I forget what the term is. Um they have control over where you will be forced to work. So this is literally a case of a forced, uh, you know, uh, healthcare decisions and forced labor. And you know, I mean, those are kind of category categories of a form of slavery. Well, and you've here's the thing: if the if your body belongs to the company and you can't quit, you can't leave. I, I mean. How do you not classify that as a form of, at minimum, indentured servitude? Oh, yeah, absolutely indentured servitude. But And here's the thing, though. All these people that are clamoring for fucking Medicare for all and a complete government takeover of the healthcare system, right. this is what they're looking at. This is, And they can say it's an unintended consequence of it, but at the end of the day, I don't know how you don't see this coming. Well, and that what you see happening now with healthcare workers, if government controls all, uh, you know, Medicare for all, for example, or Medicaid for all, whatever they're doing for or all. If they just get rid of private insurance and all the doctors work for the government. What? And it's worse than that. You become part of that equation as well. Mm-hmm. So they can, they, the government now makes all the decisions for your health care. Mm-hmm. You can't go outside of that system, presumably without leaving the country. You know, we already have people going uh, all over the world, uh, you know, uh, South America, Central America, Canada even, uh, to get health care services that they're being refused here or are exorbitantly expensive here in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think you're going to see as we progress, and we will progress at least until civilization collapses, like I'm hoping for, um, we will see (laughs) that progression towards the medical industry become more and more a function of the state and more and more. A, healthcare workers are going to be uh, further indentured servants, mm-hmm. and uh, your personal decisions are no longer going to be your own about your healthcare. No, not you at know? all. So, uh, because think about this: if if they can say that healthcare workers have to be vaccinated because they take Medicare, well, if you're on Medicare, um, you know you're you're just one step removed from that, and it's not a big leap of logic to say that they can decide what. Uh, treatments you get they already can with medicare obviously and they can probably at some point decide when you don't get to have any treatment yeah like they do in like they do do all the time yeah like they do in england 
Exactly. You know, that's what it's going to come down to. And, you know, here's the thing. A lot of times, I think that those of us that don't want government involvement in healthcare and think that you should just, you know, pay for it yourself or whatever are always considered to be um, heartless or we want grandma to die or all these other things, right? But in all reality, that's not going to happen. And the reason it's not going to happen is you have churches and other organizations that are out there trying to take care of people, trying to help people. Right. But because you've made it so hard to do, it's almost illegal to have charity hospitals now. Oh, it is. The government has made it illegal for people to take care of each other. With with a a few exceptions, yeah, charity hospitals are pretty much gone and we used to have them all over the place yeah exactly like nobody's getting denied well and and again as we get further in the state and and look this isn't a left right thing because both sides are going into it with good intentions and just totally screwing it up i mean the the road to hell is paved with good intentions here's another example of that same thing a new bill in the florida legislature would expand doctors ability to refuse care based on beliefs okay now the Republicans are putting this forward as a way for pro-life doctors to not have to be perfor- to perform abortions. Yeah. Okay. Now, first of all, there are probably no one who is adamantly pro-life working as an abortion doctor. Yeah. Why would you? Right. So it's. I mean, you don't have to be an abortion doctor. It's a complete non sequitur. But what this bill will do, if passed, is it will. Um, allow doctors to make decisions about your personal care based on your other decisions. Like, for example, um, let's take COVID vaccines. Let's say that you're not vaccinated, you choose not to get vaccinated, and you get sick. Well, now a doctor who disagrees with that uh, that position could not treat you. Or let's say uh, you know you smoked and got lung cancer. A doctor can make the decision now not to treat you if uh, they decide, well, you know, you, you shouldn't have done that, so you're on your own. Uh, maybe you're obese and you, you get, you know, diabetes or something like that. Now, basically, this essentially gives doctors the ability to circumvent the Hippocratic Oath and to uh, to deny you treatment based on your lifestyle choices if they disagree with them. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's the direction all of this is going. And this is why we need government completely out of the healthcare industry, and we'd all be far better off for it. Oh, yeah, absolutely would be. And this is what it comes down to. There is this fight over the control is really what it comes down to. Right. You got the Republicans and the Democrats are fighting over who's going to control it. Right. And none of them are having the argument is that should it be controlled. Exactly. Because the real disagreement here is that you shouldn't have the power. Right. Look, the reason that you're seeing so many problems in this country right now, especially with political polarization and things like that, a lot of this comes down to two sides fighting over control right. that they shouldn't have to begin with. Exactly. And that's really the the phase that we're in right now. This is why people are getting so, you know, out of their heads over politics is because politics is so deep into our lives. It wasn't like this in the past. It's been a, a slow creep. But government has expanded into areas of our lives, which historically they weren't any part of. Yeah. You know, and the more that government controls your life, 
the more pissed off you're going to be about it. Now, most people make the mistake of blaming red team, blue team. But the bottom line is both teams are fucking it up. You know? Both you teams, think both the, teams want the control. Right. And they're going to destroy it either way. Yeah. It's just uh, destroying it different ways. Yeah. And with, with different uh, intentions. But the end result is the same. They're going to fuck everything up. Yeah. The, 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 look, there are two sides to things. There are the authoritarians and those that don't want the authority over them. Right. It's it's it's. But nobody in government, virtually nobody in government, is uh, the anti-authoritarian. Here's the thing. Side. There's about maybe five at the most. Right. Right. At the at the most, there's about five. Eh, there may be more than that, but you know what I'm saying. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not on a federal level. There's probably only five. Yeah, that's probably um, true. There's different state levels of things that, that can work out pretty well. I always like Nick Friedis in Virginia. I always like a lot of the things that Nick says. And he's got a really good beard going right now too. So I, you know, I'm always a fan of that. But nice. Um, nice. But, you know, and that's really where it's it's where my disagreement with both the Democrats and the Republicans come into play. Right. It's that your argument it like you can point to the other side that they're bad. OK, I'll agree with you all day long on that one. Right. But the problem is, is that you're not recognizing what the real issue is, which is the control. It's like with the FDA. You know, we talked before about like um, I know you talked before about your uh, the smoking thing. What are you talking the about? The bill, the the pills. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Those pills. Yeah. Like, the problem is, they, they shouldn't be illegal. Right. Yeah. They just shouldn't be. Exactly. Because the FDA shouldn't have the authority to do it. Well. But nobody's arguing over whether the... Uh, look, I think if you... if you, The initial fix, again, just my opinion, but the initial fix to many of these problems is that... If you just take all the police powers away from whatever federal agency that you have and make it all suggestions like fucking con- like give them as much power as consumer reports have. Right. Let them come out with fucking studies. Let's not defund them immediately or whatever. Right. But let them come out with studies. Let them say things. But their power to stop things goes away. Right. If that were to happen, then they have to win on the merits of their issue and they have to convince people of what they're saying is the right thing. And if you were to change that dynamic, that dynamic would, in some ways, would solve itself. Now, people are still going to die. There's still going to be bad things that happen. But that happens now. Yes. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we heard about, you know, multi-billion dollar class action lawsuits because some drug had some side effect that was killing people? Yeah. It's still going to happen. It's always going to happen. And if you got rid of the FDA, guess what? There's going to be a whole lot of snake oil out there. But there's already a whole lot of snake oil out there. And hold on. And the difference is here, though. Hold on. Let me just make this point, though. The difference here, though, is when you have organizations like the FDA, the FDA does offer for protections exactly. for those companies so you as an individual can't sue them when they do something wrong. In a lot they of cases, They create that's a moral true. hazard yeah. there. Right. Yeah. The, the company feels safe. It's like with the BP oil spill. Right. Like, they were like, well, the fines are only going to be so much. We can afford those fines. Right. So we'll just, you know, we're not going to be as safe as we could because it'll cover the cost. Instead of, if we mess up this bad, we're going to get sued out of business. Well, and not only that, it's like the pharmaceutical companies. Under in a world where there were no FDA approval, say, let's say you have a company like Pfizer, okay, and they come out with a drug um, that is, you know, ends up, uh, you know, there's some treatment for SIF, but it finds out, you know, five years later that it was killing people. There were these horrific side effects that they didn't anticipate and everything like that. 
that company now loses all credibility in the eye of the consumer, right? Mm -hmm. So people are going to say, I don't know about that Pfizer. They, They killed all those people with that. But what happens is, is then Pfizer comes back and they go to the FDA and they get a new drug approved and and they go, well, no, look, the FDA approved this. Everything's fine. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So or they can point to the FDA of like, well, the FDA approved it. Exactly. Exactly. It so gives them political cover. It does, and, and it gives them uh, cover with the consumers essentially because the the consumer goes, oh, well, the FDA approved it. They said it's okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whereas if we had a much more free market solution, the companies that really screw up like that are are going to be, you know, shot down. They're, the people aren't going to use them. Yeah. They're, the, you know, perfect example, Firestone tires. How long did it take Firestone to recover when they were having all those tire blowouts? It took them a while. It took them years, years to get their name back, years before anyone would buy Firestone tires again. Yeah. And that's the same th- sort of thing that would happen with the drug companies, but because the FDA gives them that cover, it doesn't happen. So it's like, oh, yeah, there's a, there's another lawsuit where this drug was killing people and this drug was causing cancer and this drug was doing that, you know. And it, it, it's just, like you said, it's political cover form, and we need to get rid of that. Well, and here's the thing, too, though. What I don't mind happening, and I'm sure most people don't mind happening, is when, when let's say you're getting, um, let's say you've tried all other treatments and none of the other treatments are working, and there's this experimental treatment that could have bad side effects, right. but what do you got to lose at that point? Yeah. It's those people in society that offer a societal good of being able to be like the test subjects right. for those and drugs. And they're willing to take the risk voluntarily. Yeah, and they're willing to take yeah. the risk because they're going to die anyway. Well, uh, didn't they pass that law under Trump that, that said the Right to Try Act? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I think that actually is is one thing that if you have a terminal condition, uh, you do have the right to try wildly experimental you know, yeah. treatments, which you shouldn't even have to ask government for permission to that. That shouldn't even have to be a bill. Yeah. yeah it's your body. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Like, And for all the people that want to argue about, well, that's a decision between you and, your do- you and your doctor, well, then how about you keep it that way? Right, exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because Honestly. we've had stories and now people that are, you know, doctors that don't agree with the bottom line of what the, the, you know, whatever medical association says, they're trying to get rid of those people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those people lose their license. You yeah. Know? Those people get ordered to undergo psychiatric evaluation. Yeah. And I got to yeah. tell you, it's anybody dangerous. That, and anybody that does a goddamn fecal transplant probably should be on that list of fucking not being able to be a doctor anymore. Because shoving. Melange. <laughs> I totally didn't get they, the spice melange they want thing. the spice. <laughs> yeah. Obscure reference there to a South Park episode and to uh, backhandedly to Dune. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, uh, so basically people are now uh, doing fecal transplants to reset their gut biome. What the fuck are you talking about, though? <laughs> Do you know enough to be able to actually explain this in a way that well, I might yeah. actually make, that okay. might make well, sense well, to me? Well, because I'm going to tell you right now, shoving other people's shit up your ass does not seem like something that can work okay. effectively at all. Do you understand what a gut biome is? No, no, okay. not at all. all right. uh, inside of your intestines, is a a wildly diverse array of bacteria. Okay. All right. Um, And these bacteria are extremely beneficial in most cases. There can be bacteria that are, you know, uh, causing you harm. Uh, But for the most part, these bacteria are necessary for you to survive. I mean, we've evolved together with these bacteria, and we depend on uh, a variety of, of these different types of bacteria to digest our food, to uh, you know uh, ensure that we're healthy, uh, to uh, support our immune system. So our gut biome is a, a critical uh, function in life. 
Now, when some people's gut biomes, uh, you know, get out of whack, one of the ways that they can reset them is to take feces uh, from someone with a healthy gut biome and actually inject it into their intestines to, uh, you know, so that they're getting all those helpful bacteria. And this is actually a thing. People do this. Um, but uh, I forget where the story is. I'm just so, you know, fascinated. How the fuck did, did you, like, well, here's the thing. Could you imagine sitting down with your doctor and be like, okay, here's what we're going to do, guys. Here's what we're going to do. Right. So we got Johnny over here who's got some good shit over here. Right. right. Literal shit. Right. We're going to fucking put that shit in a syringe and then we're going to throw that shit right in your goddamn intestines. We're going to poke a <laughs> hole in you and throw his shit in your body, well, well, and that's that, going to fix everything. That's what the South Park episode was about, is, uh, you know, all the, the women in South Park wanted Tom Brady's <laughs> poop, so everyone was trying to steal his poop so that they could, you know, have the uh, the ultimate uh, gut biome. But here is actually the story, and, and this is a, a real uh, a story in a medical publication called Gut News. Um, if fecal transplants show promise for those who suffer from recurring C- uh, difficile infections. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that. Uh, difficile uh, infections. Um, but uh, yeah, for patients in hospitals and nursing homes who have been taking antibiotics for a long period of time, C. difficile, uh, and again, pronunciation, infection is a common complication. Recurring infections may be alleviated by an intestinal transplant, according to a new study from the University of Virginia School of Medicine. The transplantation of healthy feces into a patient with C. difficile promotes the growth of healthy gut bacteria and eases the symptoms of infections. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, shove some shit a, up your ass you can't and just you're have good a to yogurt? go. Like, you just can't have a fucking yogurt for this? Well, I think what happens is, and this is actually a, a byproduct of the uh, overuse of antibiotics, is when you get an infection, you go to the doctor, they give you antibiotics, and they give you antibiotics for everything. It's like the, here's your placebo, go home yeah, pill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the, it actually wipes out all these necessary bacteria in your gut. And so you really need to, to re- set that uh the goddamn arrogance of the fucking medical I know, industry i know it's it's, it's really I, what it comes down to man it honestly e even in the 21st century a, a lot of medical science is just a coin toss whether you're better better off with or without it from my perspective now yeah. there, there's some things that are clearly like cancers right yeah, yeah things like that <coughs> heart disease things like that yeah. you know but there's other things like especially when you're going for for minor issues yeah, there's a whole lot better ways to solve those problems yeah. Yeah. But again, it's it's with government involvement. It's like, you know, there we need government out of the medical field is what we really yeah, need. Really quickly. Yeah. So. Now, in this, though, in this, though, you did stick sister-in-law. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm telling that story in the first hour. Oh, that second hour, though? <laughs> that second hour stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, so we're going to save that one for the second we'll, hour. We'll save that one for the second hour. All right. Here's what but else. Because, uh, yeah, uh, as you folks know, uh, you know, my mother-in-law has moved in with us. That's been an eight-month journey at this point of uh, misery. And uh, now my sister-in-law is in town. And uh, so that's, you know, compounding uh, the, the situation there. But we'll save the real but story we'll, for the we'll, second hour, We'll save hour, the though. real story for the second also, hour. Also, the war footing going on around the world. Oh, God, yeah, we got to uh, talk about this, yeah. That it, they changed the goddamn ending to Fight Club in China. Fucking China, man. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Um, uh, 5G sperm. 5G sperm. Yeah. Uh, gun insurance now that we're going to need. Um, 
the dwarves now are somehow wrong <laughs> in Snow Fucking White and the Seven Dwarves. <laughs> we got a okay, folks. Bottom line is we got a, a shitload to talk about in the second hour. And if oh, you'd yeah. like to hear it, uh, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Sign up, become a subscriber. Uh, you get all a whole bunch of free swag and you get the second hour. Oh, and by the way, the Cassandra trigger is free this week on Amazon. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up.